0: And on the road with the view of the sight, tried to get a look. It was a fireworks night. Heard the bang of the charge, saw the flash in the sky. Stood up tall on his toes to get away.
1: Chicago, Illinois, the home of dysfunctional government and the highest homicide rates in the nation. This is the Fireworks Brigade, starring Johnny Starr and Ron the Banker. This pyro podcast is all about the people and the passion of fireworks and is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota.
2: I'm all about fire. What I, you know, I really. I like that video. I've never seen I that hate, whole I video. Hate, I hate that video. Man. I like it. it. I, I, like all little, I like the characters. I like them running <laughs> down the street with a little suitcase of money. I love it.
3: And, oh, I, yeah, anybody who wants to know what that is, just go on our YouTube channel, and you can certainly see Rockstar Pyro, see the video. The video really has nothing to do with the song, but I guess it's not but, the first time that's ever yeah, happened.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you <laughs> You being the master of uh, years ago, I remember you watching uh, MTV, which is now all reality shows anyways, Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, those, those, mov- those music videos, videos made no sense to me at all but
3: no no you know. no right and that was yeah some fiverr guy i don't know how much i paid him but
2: so i'm i'm used to know, these I, music videos you know right not making any sense but this one actually i just like this there one there you know? go i'm yeah. gonna we're
3: gonna get uh, some tvs up at casa star we're just gonna put that on the yeah, loop well we should have of... we should have the ability to do that at star fireworks i know you got a lot of other things on your mind we, but... have, we
2: should have the ability to do anything <laughs> if we get some freaking management maybe oh Jesus. no 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 if, you know
3: what if if <laughs> yeah it, it, you know you have an old system there and we we tried to do it we just ran out of time maybe next time where you just get you got to get the 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 it's not easy it's not hard to do no and I, we can hook a computer up to that and you can we could play all these videos and all this content that we have i'm still
2: wow. waiting for my security monitors to those go monitors
3: up? aren't there yet oh those are supposed <sighs> to be there i thought i the saw monitor, a bill came no, by yeah for- no
2: the <laughs> monitors are there the rack is hanging but then then we stop you know we're I keep thinking of the, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't remember this scene, but there's a scene in The Godfather where the old man is talking to his son, Michael, and the is like, I thought we'd have more time, Michael, I thought we'd have more time, he's like, I know, Dad, and I feel, I, I, I'm the old man, now in The Godfather, I just, go. this place has aged me. And I keep saying I thought we had more time. I thought we had more time. I'm I'm just about dead, you know. And, oh no and, no no! And, no you're you know, just this, about is, dead. this is this what it is, you know.
3: Oh man, well you uh, you've you've been away. You were in China, yes. so and you know what? I thought. Uh,
2: so that means nothing gets done. Well,
3: no, you get a lot done out <laughs> yeah. there, but yeah, Dino gets a lot done. No, I, I mean, was, uh, yeah, nothing nothing gets nothing done in, in Fargo
2: stagnant there you know uh, yeah so I, they say they did but it
3: did i thought i'd go back to th- that i mean that's the original Barody song that's yes. the first one we ever did so yeah. that's and then there's been dozen or so after that but anyway yeah you go to youtube and check that out but so you've been gone so let's do the well this is episode 87 by the way 80, I, I really stand? have
2: been gone long no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You gotta start thinking of something to do for one hundred. I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna make it somewhat special. I have no idea. But, well, uh,
2: we'll have to let that Cody B always seem to come up with something yeah. for like a, every right. time he has a milestone, he comes up with something all cool. Right. So you know what? I think we're know.
3: gonna we're gonna try and talk to him later and do a master class on his uh, oh, okay. literally lit. That, literally that's lit. The, that's yes. his cake. So we're gonna do a master class with him later in this episode. We're also gonna talk to um, Steve Hauser about that eighty-seven uh, one the APA stuff he oh, wanted yeah. to, he wanted to talk we talked you and I talked about it last time yep. but we didn't have him around so we're gonna dial him up but before we do that let's just do a quick quick purge so you're okay. in China um you know I know you were a little you were a little disappointed because the they canceled the direct flight from Chicago to Hong Kong because yes. of the protesters. so so I guess so that you just it was extra flight time right yeah
2: just a lot of extra flight time and you know when you uh, changing planes that just wears you out i mean you know especially when you got that you know i mean you got your laptop case you got to carry that thing weighs like 50 pounds yeah i mean you're carrying that i think this one shoulder is a little shorter now (laughs) but uh, but yeah so that that extra flight time is just a pain i like getting on a direct flight but nonetheless it all worked out and um, saw some good stuff in china didn't have to do too much in china just working on a few projects Um, you know, we were sitting pretty good on merchandise, so, uh, didn't have as much to do as usual. So I kind of, I tried to make the trip a little bit more fun and, uh, and we did have some fun and and it was good to see everybody once again. And, you know, the, after all these years of going there, you, you kind of make new friends and you just, you know, you look forward to it. So it's kind of worked out better. Did you,
3: did you see any protesters?
2: Um... No, I didn't see any protesters. Uh, My Starbucks that I usually work at, it did get destroyed by protesters. So they told me, uh, I don't think you should work at that Starbucks. (laughs) So I didn't. (laughs) And then uh, my Uber driver got stuck by the protesters. So I almost missed the the train Uh going to China because I was waiting for the Uber driver. And then none of the taxi drivers would drive me to the train. He's like, no, no, it's too crazy over there. And then finally, one older Hong Kong guy said, I'll take you, which I thought was nice of him. So you, know. you take
3: Uber in China.
2: Yeah, yeah, Uber it, in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. China I take DD. D D D. Is yeah. that their version That's of their Uber? That's their version of Uber, yeah. Is it is it
3: owned by the same people who own Uber or I no? don't think so. No. Well, isn't there a language issue or they just know they see it on the How do you type in the
2: phone where you're going if they're all Chinese people? I don't You just type it in and they hit translate and, and it, it translates for Really? really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? I would
3: that's, I I'm afraid to take an Uber here, and you take an Uber in China. Really? Why Man, are you I've afraid? No, I, not that I'm
2: afraid. I've just never no, done you're it. You're a I'm, big strapping guy. <laughs> How could you be afraid of a little... You got to see the movie Stuber. (laughs) Yeah, I did
3: see see Stuber. I did see
2: that one. Unfortunately, yeah. You think you're afraid? He was afraid. Yeah, I did see Stuber, but I, I I, I don't, I,
3: I don't know. Uber just seems weird to me. It seems like you know, you're just getting some dude's car. Yeah, I I actually like Uber. He's not a professional. No,
2: but we're, you know, we're having a good time. You know, I mean. Especially when I'm like in L.A. for Christmas and the Uber driver's wishing me Merry Christmas, yeah. you know that's always fun. Yeah, you know? but, I, I mean, mean
3: you can have a good time at an insurance seminar. Yeah. That's not <laughs> the problem. You have a good time anywhere. It's just, and I know? sit
2: in the front seat next to the guy too. I Do feel you? like yeah, I feel like we're friends. You know, <laughs> it's like we're just, you know, we're you're not delivering, you're not taking me to my hotel. We're going for a ride. Do you- <laughs>
3: Do you have to ask special permission? Like, is it like at uh, Disney World where you had to ask to sit in front at the on the on the monorail? Do you have to ask to sit in front on an
2: Uber? After all these years, there's one thing Johnny never does: ask permission. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when they want that rating, you better let me that, sit. Yeah, that, you know, it's like when the when the guy at the Tortoise Club, the valet <laughs> Parker, said to me, "He says, uh, sir, would you like me to leave your car up front?" I said, no. I was a valet Parker years ago. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. I said, but if I was parking this car, I kind of know what I would do with it, <laughs> <laughs> and I left it. <laughs> you
3: could tell that you don't ask for permission. Tell that to the tr- uh, patent lawyers and the trademark lawyers. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so you've been telling them all permission. along. So you got the new products. I know you and I were going back and forth with Cartel Night. That's yeah. gonna. What is that gonna be? Is That's a wise guy. Is that gonna be a? Uh, what is that gonna yeah, be? Five hundred gram. Five hundred gram. Yep. nice nice yep. and when we, we you settled on a label yeah the label good.
2: looks good yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun that's gonna be alarm a good cap. one
3: what uh and uh alarm clock is coming
2: Nope, yep. alarm clock is coming not quite the the blow-up version i wanted but certainly a uh, it's it's pretty good yep. uh, yeah yeah
3: what is it good. is there gonna be any crackle in the alarm clock
2: uh, no, crackle, no crackle, but a cool. big explosion at the end.
3: So, all right, we're gonna have to talk. We'll talk about that later yeah. when we get done with it. So, I, I got a commercial idea. I think for I had um, rare
2: footage of it too.
3: Is the, is there? Uh, yeah. Yes. You got footage of the alarm uh, yes. clock? Oh, I might need that. Yes. I need that. Yeah. I think you I got footage it. of Cartel Night? Uh, No, no. Is there crackle in Cartel Night? No,
2: God, no. no, no crackle, no permission. Oh, that's a <laughs> 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 no color, just
3: murder. Ooh. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> oh man yeah i got um i got i got i got the idea for the commercial for for the uh for the alarm clock but if you got if you got video of it that'll even yeah be I, I think
2: i have video on that yeah, one yeah so all right what what other
3: any other new products
2: um yeah we're expanding our uh yeah we'll keep it right we're expanding our one the lineup of the uh the cubes the connecting so, ones yep yeah, yeah. so that's going to be a big uh big lineup there there's a lot more uh a lot more to to uh, join together now, it's like Lego blocks. You know, once you give me one block, I start building a robot. Right.
3: Well, you had, those were all like Funky Frog and yeah. Well, not all got party cool penguin. Yeah. Oh, boss, boss baby. Yeah. What was boss it?
2: baby, boss chief. they yeah. got. They got cooler names. We're going after the whole marble oh, series. <laughs> oh, good god. <laughs> <laughs> Superman, Lex Luthor, Boulder Man—we're bringing them all back. Oh, good God! I—I yeah. <laughs> don't even. I we're don't... bringing them all back. Oh man! I, you know what? We got uh, there's Aquaman's this... coming.
3: Oh, <laughs> the, the patent lawyers are going to be after you. No,
2: because just, it's just—it just you name is not up its not a label. Of it, I'm just names. You know, I call you Superman. No one's suing me.
3: Well, yeah, but you're not selling me for twenty nine ninety nine. I'd ask thirty nine
2: for you. <laughs> you want something big and loud here he is right now <laughs> oh man your your voice is froggy you were out with our buddy
3: Louie last night
2: I was out with Louie last night and uh, and and uh, you know I blasted Louie I blasted Louie and why'd you and, blast and, him? oh well, I told him you know better start doing the right thing there Louie boy I so uh oh, yeah,
3: so. yeah I, I didn't even get a call to I mean I got a call from you obviously because yeah. you called me and you're like hey you want to come out you know yeah. on a Friday night and I've been doing other things and Work is crazy, and, you know, I was just like, no, I'm going to stay home. Fridays are – I come home, I do laundry, you know what I mean? I got – stuff is always happening on Friday. But I'm my buddy Louie didn't even – he didn't reach out to me to ask me to go. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like,
2: how does Louie not call me? Well, he did, uh, but he did – well, he was actually – Texting me to set it all up because he was going, he was doing the front etiquette with me. See well, I don't understand that. Yeah, though. you know, he was doing the front <laughs> etiquette with me, but he doesn't do the front etiquette with you. So I, I, I told I had a I had a you know, I had to I had to school them on the on their friend etiquette. You know, oh
3: man, oh man. And I
2: said, Louis, if you called me up and said, you know, hey, you want to go out Friday, I would say, yeah. Is Ron going? Because that's friend etiquette. You know, <laughs> you got to keep the road, you got to keep the lineup. You know, oh, I mean, man, oh, you know, man. it's like that flow chart of the mob. You know, you see the Godfather right, and the branches off, down, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And branches off there. So Louis on the far left. You know, Johnny's up here. You gotta, you gotta. I'm go in up the, the middle. Chain. I'm yeah. between him and you. Yeah. He can't just usurp no, me. He just no. that's not how flow charts work. Oh no, 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 that's I uh, believe me, I work in a bank. We're yeah. all, about flow all about flow charts. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he can't
3: just usurp me and go around. Louis with
2: this. Louis works, you know, cleaning them beverage lines. There's a lot of flowing, but it's not going anywhere, you know. That, you know, that that's
3: called, you know, going over one's head. You just don't do that. No. no. So
2: I schooled him on the front yeah. etiquette, you know, and um uh, so, oh man. Well, <laughs> well, I, yeah. We're,
3: we'll, we'll, we'll. You know, I'm yeah. sure I'll have time to talk to. Lily oh yeah, well. we're
2: gonna address this after the podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 all
3: right. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Let's. Uh, like I said, we don't need to do news or anything. There's some guy who tried to bring some fireworks on a plane. All that other stuff. It's. Uh, well, yeah, it
2: says traveler shows up with fireworks shell at JF- JFK, JFK security checkpoint. Is that like after the NFA or the PGI? <laughs> yeah. He forgot, to, yeah, he forgot to empty it out of his suitcase. After after the
3: PGI, yeah. It was an aerial display shell. That's a big time yeah, thing, right? Yeah, it's a big time Yeah, thing. technical term for large fireworks shell, highly explosive. and of course not allowed on an airplane. Someone brought this one through TSA checkpoint at JFK. She said in a tweet. Uh fortunately determined that there was it was fortunately determined that there was no ill intent on the part of the passenger.
2: How stupid do you have to be? Ill intent. It's a class B <laughs> shell. If I did that, the ill intent, I'd oh. be behind bars. Yeah, you'd be, yeah. You'd I like be how handcuffed. I give everybody else a break except you'd, me.
3: You'd be handcuffed. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's take a short, short break, and let's get Steve Houser on the phone so we can talk to him about 87.1, all
2: right? I can't wait. All right. Oh, look at that music. Oh, oh, quick match. Oh, good hey, Ron, what are you doing in the supply closet in the dark?
3: Oh, hey, hey, John, I've been working on a new app. Okay, an app for what? And what's with this music? Uh, never mind the music, John. I was thinking, you know how there's Match.com or even eHarmony.com? Yes. Well, those are apps that help people who are looking for a
2: partner, you know, hook up online. Yeah, that's what I hear, but I don't want a partner. Hey, what's all that lotion for? That's not important. What's important is PyroPartner. What's that? you
3: have a cold? Uh, No, no, why? Well, what's with all the tissue? Nothing. Don't mind that. Just just watch your step. This is PyroPartner, John. It's an application that's going to help people hook up with fireworks. Think of it. How many lonely people are out there searching for their perfect pyro soulmate? All you need to do is type in your deepest desires, your most twisted pyro needs, and a selection of sleek, sexy, and available, oh, so available... Ooh, fireworks are going to pop up on your Android or iOS.
2: Ron, you really need to calm down. This is getting weird, not to mention creepy. Besides, I hate to tell you that you are wasting your time. What
3: What do you mean? Why? There's no way that a love this pure is creepy or a waste
2: of time. Well, if you log on to star-fireworks.com, all of that information is already there, from novelties to the big stuff. Everything is online with the description. Or if the customer wants more personal service, they can give me a call or stop by our air-conditioned showroom, and I will personally help them pick out a show. The entire show? Yep. Soup to nuts, right down to the finale. You okay? Yeah, yeah, just a little disappointed, plus my carpal tunnel's been acting up. Sounds good. Just do me a favor first. What's that? Mind pulling up your pants? Star Fireworks is
0: located
1: right off I-29 at the Wild Rice exit. If this sign out front doesn't say Star Fireworks keep driving
0: all right
3: john Uh, hopefully these ringtones work and we get steve hauser on the line
1: good afternoon
2: good afternoon steve how are you
1: i'm good how are you gentlemen today
2: mr president how are you doing good to hear your voice buddy
1: oh likewise hear yours
2: yeah, John's John's a
3: little hoarse today. He was out drinking late last night, so you'll have to... That's why he was a little late for the for this uh, podcast as well.
2: Yeah, I was entertaining clients, but then I forgot they weren't clients. <laughs> ah, well, good for you. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to let loose a little bit, you know. That's right. Yes.
3: Well, and, and so, Steve, the last time we... John and I did a podcast a while ago, and um, we... Uh, we had talked about the eighty-seven one. You had sent us a nice um, correspondence email. We read that and we talked about it, and uh, we felt it was probably a good idea to get you on the line, and um, you know, maybe you can uh, give us your version of what's going on uh, with this eighty-seven one, and and what uh, what our listeners can do to uh, to to help out.
1: Well, um, you know, right now the comments period has passed. Um, that was October fifteenth. And, you know, NFA made their comments. And what really surprised us was when the APA came out with a newsletter advisory, basically raking the NFA over the coals. Um, they, they took the approach that we were, you know, they were trying to tell folks that we were trying to, in essence, kill 87 1, which is not true at all. Um, you know, so I, I think it's, you know, important for people to, you know, read our response to that. Um, go out and look at the comments that were made. Um, you can go out to the DOT PHMSA site where they took those comments in and see what the concerns were. Because the NFA's concerns weren't with virtually any part of 871 as it existed, but it was with the new language that was being included in the 871 a revision which was language that mirrored what was in the CPSC NPR, right. which of course was defeated. Um, and you know the purpose of this FEMSA consideration for updating 871 is a part. If you read the uh, you know the comments, it has to do with multiple industries, not just the fireworks industry. 871A was a part of it. It's a comment. Um, that they are undertaking on an NPR to reduce regulation. So, our point on the NFA side is if you want to reduce regulation, don't put in new words um, saying that they're required by CPSC when they aren't because the NPR was defeated. Um, you know, don't make the regulation more obtuse. That's where we were coming from. And we, we merely made the comments that those things that were in there should be stricken so that you can match more closely the CPS rules and you don't have interagency conflict.
3: And how did they respond?
1: Oh, they Well, we made our comments. They they did not come back with anything positive. Oh, okay. you, know, you know, the APA's response was basically, you know, we're so disappointed in the in the NFA. Um, You know, it's out there. They they actually came back and they said they were extremely disappointed. I'm reading off their uh, off their form. You know, challenging certain existing provisions um, of the current 871 standard, and and that's not true. We weren't challenging existing provisions. We were challenging the proposed changes. Um, So, you know, I, I don't. It's it's a tiresome thing. You know, in in our response to this, you know, I said, you know, that the NFA basically, you know, we grow tired um, of the negativity um, and this mudslinging and this conjecture. Um, You know, the NFA is here as a concerned voice and an advocate for members of the U.S. fireworks industry as a whole, all members, all all supported. Um, You know, we want to hear and share opinions in an open format with an open mind and we know that we don't know everything but neither does anybody else and we just think that all the industry should work together and that there shouldn't be this compartmentalized we have our agenda that we want to pursue no matter what um that then the nfa always has to speak up against
3: right it's it's uh not only is it tiresome it's it's a costly too just to just a fight. It's a constant battle, a constant fight, and trying to you know keep everybody in line. And um, you know, I know, I know, Steve, you're an old banker, and give you a banker term, it's just lender fatigue, banker fatigue. Yeah, after a while, you just didn't want to deal with a customer anymore. You just like we need to get you know we need to we need to move on, and it just seems like there's nothing, there's no forward. It's always one step forward, two steps back.
1: Yeah, it's it's the battle that you know. It seems you know sad that we're almost in this phase right now. Um where, you know, for so long we didn't have these regulatory issues, these Washington things to have to deal with. And now that has become a, a very prevalent part of what the NFA is doing. And you know, the hard part about that is is that's very expensive.
2: Well, that's that seems right up the APA's agenda, is basically to uh wear you out of cash. That seems like what they've uh, done in the industry, uh, and that just seems, once again, APA is, you know, is, uh, is bullying people and bullying the government with their money. So, um, yeah, I, that's why I really uh, speak out about membership for them, because uh, we need to—we um, should all be united with, uh, you know, with saving fireworks and, and making fireworks safer and keeping fireworks around the rest of our lives. And it seems that they do not share the same agenda anymore. But they are – it seems like they are just trying to wear us out of money. That's what it seems like.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of almost a war of attrition, Yeah, you know, just try to try to bleed you dry. And, you know, that's why, you know, I sent out uh, to the NFA and, and I wrote about it in the uh, NFA newsletter, which everybody should have received by now. Um, you know, the need for folks to – put a line item in their budget, um, to support the NFA with a monthly donation. You know, I mean, different size companies can do different amounts, but you know, with over a thousand members, a little bit adds up.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But we we have to have everybody contribute to that. You know, it can't just be a five or six company type deal.
2: It's,
1: it's, It's the, you know, I tell people I'd rather have a billion pennies than a million dollars.
2: Yep. Do
1: the math. You'll see why. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yep. But, uh, that just made my head hurt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: uh, that's hard to hit you with that in the morning. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You mentioned money. John's eyes light up. (laughs) Yeah. Well. So, and you know that the 87-1, that's the it's like the standard in which fireworks classifications are assigned based on the weight and type, and that's that's been around like since the 80s, right? And the AP, it's something the APA was asked to do, and they, they did it, and so th- they they've changed it based on what the what the uh, what those what they thought was going to be made change, and then that's what's caused all this ruckus.
1: Yeah, what 871 is is it's a great tool for the industry to be able to get EX numbers. Right. It's it's that exception to the rule of the FIMSA on how you have to apply for an EX number. You you can do the standard process, which is through a DOT explosive lab, or you can have as an exception, you can go do it the 871A. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just wanting to update 871. To you know, reflect a little more current terminology, I'd say, and clarify some things that over the years have come to fruition where somebody says we really need to come up with an answer for that. Um, and that's great because it's a great tool for the industry, but when you're doing a revamp of something like this, seize the opportunity to make all the correct adjustments. That's, that's the NFA's position.
2: Yeah, instead of just the ones that support them and yeah. uh, what they want passed.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the other thing to keep in mind is it's a transportation safety rule. The things that the NFA was objecting to, none of those things have anything to do with safety and transportation. Yeah. And again, the DOT rule, and they are in charge of transportation safety. Um, so... Let's not try to misappropriate a transportation safety rule becoming a consumer safety rule, which is the responsibility of the CPSC.
2: Yeah, it's like um, if the APA doesn't get um, get one agency on board, they're trying to get another one on board, and uh, but once again, it's just more fake news from the APA, and um, that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a sad state of affairs. No. Well,
3: the good news is I'm looking at their website and their winter conferences at the Park MGM Hotel in Las Vegas in February. We can all go if you want. We can yeah. sit out in the sit out and lobby and smoke cigarettes and look really mean <laughs> or something, try and keep people out. I don't know.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah, I... hopefully their, their membership keeps depleting. That's what I'm hoping. And, um, you know, I uh, made my point to uh, many of the Chinese when I was in China this last month, uh, schooling them a little bit more. On who they should support and who they shouldn't, and uh, and I, I says it's not based on it's just not based on my opinion. I says you do the research yourself and you'll see that if you want to do business with me, then you certainly wouldn't want to represent the APA because they're trying to you know get rid of what we call fireworks and they're trying to do a lot of different regulations uh, that that hurt the industry as far as the businesses that we are in, so. I I schooled them as much as I could, and I think they're uh, all on the same page. I hope that they, uh, I just hope their membership just keeps failing, and then, and they'll be and they're going to cash themselves out, and that's what I'm hoping.
1: Well, that that's there's a different war of attrition right there. Yep. Hey, you, you know, you mentioned their uh, fall winter or their winter conference in February. Um, that reminds me, you know, the NFA is having their spring expo in Columbus, Georgia, March second through fifth.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We have the uh, second one. I didn't go to last year's. Um, it fell at a, a bad time, but this, uh, March 2nd, I think, uh, I think I will be at that one. Yeah. That's can it. you make it
3: to Georgia on yeah. March? So if you can make yeah. it, I'll go.
2: Yeah. I think I, I'll be back by March 2nd. Yeah. we
3: would like to record a podcast or two from the, yeah. uh, is it, it's at a, what hotel is it at Steve?
2: It's at the uh, Columbus Marriott. That's the
1: host hotel. And then we actually have the trade show and demos, at the columbus civic center which is about four blocks from the columbus marriott oh
2: wow that's perfect yeah
1: and
3: yeah and we and you talked about you know um you know uh, supporting the nfa this would be a way to do it i mean and you get to uh hang out with uh some pyros and get some good uh tips and uh you know um you know just just hanging out with the rest of them and and uh, it's always good to get some ideas from other people with the same challenges that you have. So, I mean, the NFA is always a good convention. So all that stuff is on your website, right?
1: Yeah, it is. And there was an email that went out, I think it was on the 5th of November. Should have gone out to all the membership. Okay. And uh, talks about it. Um, Scott Smith, our s- the new secretary of the NFA, you know, obviously uh, from COBRA.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he's wonderfully technically smart. And uh, he actually has built the um, registration and everything into an online automated process to register for the expo and everything.
3: Oh, there you go. Uh,
1: so all those links were embedded into the email that went out. Um, so that's real handy. I just, I pulled it up, typed a few things, boom. I had my company registered right off the bat. There you go. <laughs> so um, it was great.
3: You got a get Dino but, on uh, that, John.
1: Yeah. The nice thing about this convention too, and I like to tell people is this is a buyer's convention because in the fall, you know, guys like me, importers, we're showing up in Branson. We've come through our season. So most of the time our stocks are depleted. This one's in March. This is when we're full up. We're ready to start stuff for the 4th of July. So what's great is when you see those items demoed, I've got them.
2: You got them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's, and it it's like I saw it, I liked it, let's buy it. And that's what's nice about this one. Yeah. Plus being, um, you know, down in the south, you know, it's a nice place to kind of go to coming out of the winter for a lot of folks. But it also puts us in a new region where we get to meet new people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Never been to Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's a nice state. Yeah, I, I like Georgia. I I can make that one. I think. There you go. Yep
3: yeah sounds good steve you you know you you always you always have a quote for us one or two you got you got one for us today
1: i got one and this goes back to the uh you know being diligent and proactive in washington by failing to prepare you are preparing to fail nice ben franklin
2: ben franklin did that one That is Ben Franklin. Wow. That that sounds like something Johnny Starr would say. I like that one. I've been, since uh, I've, you know, been hearing Steve's quotes, I've been making up my own quotes. You know, they're just (laughs) my my own little, you know, just my own little mind, you know. There you go. And some are actually, I surprised myself, I think they sound pretty right, good. Go.
3: Yeah. Well, there you go. I, you know what? I actually pulled a couple quote, a few quotes here. We'll, we'll do a little contest. You and Steve, you ready? I, no, got, I, got some, okay. I got some movie, these are movie quotes, all right? So let's see if you and Steve can get it. We'll play Stump, stump the President and Stump the Star. We'll see who gets it first. So I got five of them here. You, you up for a little game, Steve?
1: I am. Oh dear. All right, let's,
3: <laughs> it's nothing like pyro porn. Trust me, we're good. We're good. So these are all these are all movies that are you know run the gamut from comedies to action to drama, whatever. There's five of them. So here's the first one. Here's your first clue. Let's see who gets it.
5: That would be a university. Issue. I
3: don't know. This office doesn't handle petty larceny. This isn't
5: petty larceny. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions. Yes. You might just be letting your imaginations run away with you, sir. I honestly don't think you're in any position to make that call.
1: I was the U.S. Treasury Secretary. I'm in some position to make that call.
3: There you go. Oh. Any ideas, Steve?
1: I am completely stumped.
3: No, yeah. you don't know that one either. Mm-mm. Oh, that's one of my favorites. That's the the social network, the movie about Facebook. Oh. written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, they're talking to the uh, <clears throat> they're talking to the um, president of Harvard uh, about. Uh, zuckerberg stealing their idea
2: i think i need i think what i need here is a multiple choice like i need to oh, see okay. the. i think i need to see the titles and then i can
3: you know what next one yes. if you don't get it i'll give you the name of the actor maybe that would hold oh, that okay. one i had no idea who the actor was all right here's number two this one's a comedy okay all right ready
1: that's what i love about these high school girls man i get
0: older
3: they stay the same age <laughs> there you go so Talking about high school girls, they get older and I stay the same age. What, what movie is that? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you guys you don't know? Me? Yeah, I do not know. No.
1: Oh, and that's a Tub Time Machine.
3: No, close. No, that's Matthew McConaughey. I knew it was that. Matthew okay. McConaughey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, uh, a movie from September of '93, Dazed and Confused. Oh, you never saw? That's where he did his famous. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm a movie
2: guy. This yeah. one
3: this one you will get. This one you have to get. One of you will get this one. All right. Here's All number right. three.
2: What now? Let me tell you what
0: now. I'm going to call a couple of hard pipe-hitting to <laughs> work on the homes here. Oh fiction With a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. You hear me Dead's talking dead, here, baby. Billy Boy? Yeah. Yep. I ain't through with you by damn sight I'm gonna get medieval
1: on your ass
2: Medieval
3: <laughs> That's a great line Yeah, Steve got that one, yeah. Pulp Fiction You like that movie, Steve?
1: I do, that's a great movie, really
3: That's a great movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, uh, the Zed's dead, baby, Zed's dead I yeah. love that, alright, couple more here. <laughs> this one you might not know the name But this is a pretty famous quote And um, Here, listen
0: I have come here to chew bubblegum oh, And yeah. kick ass
3: and I'm all out of
2: bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Was that a Bill Murphy? Or, no. Um, you know that one, Steve? I do not. I've heard that many times. The, I used that a couple it's times. A,
3: it's a John Carpenter movie, and um, the, the the gentleman who delivers that line is Roddy Piper, the old wrestler. Roddy Piper. It's a movie from 1988, and it's called They Live. It's the movie where... Like all the aliens live amongst us, and if you have these special glasses, you see the aliens, and they look like these skeletons, and you know Roddy Roddy Piper's beating everybody up that are, they're aliens, and they're like harvesting humans and stuff.
4: Right.
3: Yeah, neither doesn't sound like a, that's either one of your uh, no, that's target out market. Out, yeah. 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 All right, last one. You should know this one. This one is uh, more recent. This is a uh, a World, Will Ferrell movie, so it's a comedy. Hold on.
1: Let me just quote the late great Colonel Sanders, who said, "I'm
3: too drunk to taste this chicken." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm too drunk to taste this that chicken. That was a uh, was a, uh, a movie about racing. Yes. yes. Is that Ricky Bobby. Ricky yeah, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Talladega Nights. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. <laughs>
2: yeah. There, <laughs> there we go. go. There you go. We're not that bad. We're we're pretty good, Steve. We're pretty good. There still. you go. You're
3: not too bad. I, I got one more. This one. John loves this one. We always play this one. See if you know this one, Steve.
5: And as one gentleman to another, I just want to say, I really hope you can get Lou Gehrig's disease. I really hope oh, you get Lou yeah, Gehrig's that's disease. That's my favorite
2: line. I've used that on so many of my enemies. Um... <laughs> That is, uh, um, from the, I, I can't see Ted. I, yeah, the, Ted, I just don't know the names of these movies, you know, from one yeah. gentleman to another. Well, I just
3: hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know what? I got one more question. I was going to ask John this, uh, when you were, you know, today, but as long as I got you on the phone, you, you being a pyro guy, Steve, I got two pyro stalwarts here. Let, let me ask you this question. So, um. In the news recently, uh, because Halloween just occurred and back here in Chicago, it was cold and they had to cancel Halloween and they changed the date and it was snowing and things like that. But uh, people are petitioning to move Halloween to the last Saturday of October. Did you know this?
2: I did not know. So
3: this year Halloween took place on a Thursday, meaning kids will be tired zombies in school on Friday, and adults everywhere will not be feeling great Friday morning, whether it because of a candy hangover, or actual hangover. Basically, there's a petition online. I think they had um, 75. They surpassed 75,000 signatures on this on this petition. To change Halloween to the last Saturday in October. And my question to both of you, Pyro Stalwarts, is would that be something you would support if they changed Independence Day to like the first Saturday in July? Would that be something you guys would like, or do you like it being, you know, being whatever day it is, it is? It's always on the fourth. What do you guys think?
2: I would, I think I would, uh, I would strongly support it being on a uh, Saturday. What do you think, Steve? We'd have a great, uh, we'd have a great fifth. And uh, yeah.
1: It'd be, it'd be great from a, I'd be great from a industry standpoint. Yeah. Industry standpoint. Sure.
2: yeah. Every day's a Saturday. Wow. Just like in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Certainly was or a Friday night.
2: Yeah. I was going to say Friday would be awesome, but I don't think we'd ever get that one done, but I'd say to, I'd say to Saturday and you know, the first Saturday in July, whatever I think that would be perfect because we'd we'd always have a weekend it'd be awesome
3: i I think maybe that's what we do that's the olive branch we give to the apa right we go to their meeting on february 11th in vegas and we 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 propose this this uh you know this changing the date of independence day to the saturday first saturday in july and maybe we have a a common you know a common goal that we can all get around and maybe they'll forget i think i think
2: nfa should run run with it first (laughs) Okay. I think NFA should definitely, uh, maybe we could get 75,000 signatures. There you and, go. Uh, you know, and, and then we'll see. Then the APA will come up with some reason why it, it, that would be no good. good. Yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be like uh, they'd. They'd go back in time and say it's, you know, uh, you know, the Declaration of Independence, they just, yeah, they'd chew it up. I,
3: I'm thinking more of a like a kumbaya moment, you know, something yeah. where we can all hold hands and hug and, Ooh. you know.
2: I'll we'll see, Ron, in your world that exists. <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> well, if
1: if I'm not mistaken, and I'd have to check my history books, but I believe that Independence Day was technically on the 2nd of July.
3: Oh, really?
1: And, and I believe that Actually, some reason it was moved to the fourth. Now I can't remember the intricacies of that, but I do believe that it was actually July the second. So, huh. trying to consolidate it to a Saturday.
2: Um, Why? What, what do you think, Steve? We should maybe uh, bring it up with the NFA. Maybe we can. I don't know how we would do that. might be a good, uh, good, uh, good thing to see if we can do something like that. I'm looking
1: our Washington folks and say, okay, so how do you go about changing one of the most significant national holidays in
2: the country? So so we don't wake up tired the next day. I think that's, you know, (laughs) there you go. There you go. I like it.
3: I'm actually looking on the internet now, and it says Independence Day should have been July 2nd. July 2nd, 1776 is the day that the Continental Congress actually voted for independence. John Adams in his writings even noted that July 2nd would be would be remembered in the annals of American history and would be marked with fireworks and celebrations. So I, I guess you're right. Huh. Yep. Wow! Look at that. We learned yeah. something. Yeah, we Steve. You're always good for us. You, you always pass along some knowledge that we had no idea.
1: Likewise to you as well.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, we will uh, we will pass it along. We will put it in our show notes to have everyone check out. Um, Check out your website and and uh, obviously, you know, somebody please donate and, and even you know, let's go to the convention in Georgia and just a way to more donate and and, and support the NFA because you guys are doing a lot of good stuff. And uh, as always, Steve, we really enjoy talking to you. Yeah,
2: it's been well, always
1: a pleasure. I appreciate uh, always getting a chance to speak with you guys. You do a lot for the industry as well. And, and I'm just as appreciative of that.
3: Sounds good. All right, Steve. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. All we'll right. see you, and uh, we'll see you in Georgia. Sounds All good.
2: All right. Super. All righty. Uh, take care. Yeah. bye you too. gentlemen. Thanks.
3: All right, John. So that was good. You like that idea, huh? Moving the Fourth of July to, a, or not? It wouldn't be the Fourth. It would be Independence Day. I uh, I like it. I I agree. Moving into a Saturday. It's moving to a
2: Saturday. It's, you know, these these
3: Halloween people got it right.
2: Yeah. All right. So.
3: Let's, uh, let's take a quick another break and let's get Cody B on the phone and we're going to do a master class. We'll do Literally Lit. You ready? Yes. All right.
2: Sir Ryan, you are a true friend of the star. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Pauline, you are an even truer friend of the star. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What? Mm, what is that? This is a nine-shot
3: rack purchased at Memory Fireworks that I've been really into lately. So so dilly dilly? <laughs>
2: right? Please follow Sir Dino. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery.
1: I'm
3: sorry I'm sorry, what?
1: Pit of misery. Dilly, dilly
4: dilly. Dilly dilly.
1: Here's to friends, you can always count on. Star Fireworks, chosen to be America's best fireworks. Cody B, our buddy.
2: All right. Cody B's uh, ringing away here. Hey, Ron, how's it going?
3: Cody, how are you? Ron
2: and John here. Cody B, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, buddy?
4: Well, it's sure been a while, I'll tell
2: you that. Ah, I know. I keep marking the calendar one day closer to 4th of July. It just seems like it takes forever to get here. God. Yeah, last yeah, one, yes, of, it is, yeah.
3: one of the last times we talked to you was, like, snowing like crazy, and it was May out in Fargo. Is it is it snowing out there where you're at, Cody? Oh,
5: we've had plenty of snow already, but it keeps melting. And, you know, out here it goes from negative 2 to 50 degrees the next day, so you can never tell.
2: Wow, yeah, you guys had snow about three weeks ago, wasn't it? It was like, no, it was more than that. I think it was almost um, a month ago. It was very early October. Well, I know we had oh, snow in North Dakota, early, yeah. yeah. I was we, like, we actually wow.
5: just uh, we skipped fall completely out here. Went straight to the heart of winter. Oh. Um, we're we're supposed to get another two inches tonight. By the way. Oh
2: my. Oh God. my gosh. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And
3: you're you're living in the wrong part of the world, Cody. You got to. I somewhere. know. It's
2: just insane. <laughs> I, when I was over in China, I was trying to find one of those clocks. I see them, like for the uh, you know like uh, St. Patrick's Day where it's a countdown. You know well, we have that on our website. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I wanted, like, a clock I could hang up in my office with some, like, fireworks graphics, and then it would just say, you know, how many days until, you know, how many hours and minutes to 4th of July. I couldn't find it. I found some Islamic clock. For some holiday of theirs, they had yeah. There, it's right on
3: our website oh, yeah, fireworksbrigade.com. Two hundred and thirty seven days, eight hours, fifty eight minutes, and 33 thirty three seconds. Thirty, 30 four seconds. seconds until the Fourth of July. So if you ever want to know, Cody, how long to the Fourth of July, great, go right to our website and you can see.
2: Oh, it. is that on the? Is that on my Star yeah, Fireworks oh. website? I need that on the Star Fireworks website. Uh, uh, call. Okay. Um, uh, you tell
3: your tell yeah, your I'm gonna, people to do that. Yeah, that's on, gonna, no, that's on the Fireworks Brigade website. I'm
2: going to tell my technical staff to steal that. Yeah, <laughs> great.
3: Hey, I think it cost me like five bucks. I had to pay uh, Kyle to do that for us.
2: But uh, it's like uh, Jack and Jill went up the hill each with a buck and a quarter. <laughs> Jill came down with two fifty.
3: <laughs> oh, Cody, it's good to hear from you. And uh, we wanted us, uh, we wanted to include you in this master class because we're going to do one on a Boomwhale product, which I think you're, you know, you know well and dear to your heart. And this is called Literally Lit.
5: Oh, I might
4: know a thing or two about that one.
3: Yeah, you might know a thing or two about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Literally Lit, uh, why don't you, wanna, you want to tell us a little bit about it? What, what, how did you come up with the inspiration behind this? And uh, tell us a little bit about it.
0: Sure,
5: yeah. Um, so, me and a couple of buddies were sitting around. We were watching this fight on TV. Um, I can't really remember the exact fight. I know it was one with Conor McGregor. Hmm. And uh, one of my friends, he just happened to mention, because we never watch fights, And he just happened to mention that this was literally lit. And Ah. so I remember going straight to my notes because I'm thinking, you know, that's kind of got a double meaning. You know, if something's literally lit and we bring that into fireworks, you're almost literally lighting the firework. And I really like that uh, play on words there. Mm So I got a hold of Carson from Boom Wow. We designed the literally lit cake, which you guys see today. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got a hold of John and got John on board with
2: it. And, and between
5: the, the three of us, we made it happen.
2: And the cake sold pretty good, too. So it was uh, a yeah. really yeah. good cake. And I was commenting to Ron, you know, how big your arms are on the label. I'm like, Cody B's been yeah. working out here on the label. And then, oh. well, know. again, you've seen my picture on the happy ending. Come and then, <laughs> yeah, and then Ron reminded me of how I had to change his whole body for the happy yeah. ending one. I'm like, boy, you guys are just taking advantage of these labels. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, John,
3: that's, that's it, like my that's like my uh, photo on match.com is, is
2: yeah, happy ending yeah
5: photo
3: yeah.
5: Yeah. hey John um, it, it's actually really funny you bring that up because when he first sent me the uh, the the original label for literally lit um the guy, the guy, the DJ, was really skinny, and I was like, come on, you got to give me some credit. Put a little muscle on
4: it. <laughs> okay. and, and then he hits
5: me with the bodybuilder, and I'm like, okay, we kind of overdid it, but, yeah, we'll, we'll go
2: with that. Yeah, no, I mean, it just gives me, like, I'm a work in progress at the gym, so it just gives me yep. some inspiration there right. right now. I look at that, yep. I'm like, I'm going to be like Cody when I grow up. So, yeah, so it's a boom. <laughs> I want to be like that, too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a boom wow, and it's got you on the turntables, the ones and the twos, I think they call them. And are you a DJ? Yep. Do you do DJ stuff?
5: I, I don't DJ, but that's definitely me doing the DJing. I even did the little hat on there too, because I wear a hat that's
2: blue and, and right, everything. right, right. And I like the I like the people in the background, like the silhouette, like of people dancing and having a good time, just yep. like right. So I kind of like couple, that.
3: Couple champagne flutes, yep. couple bottles of beer. Yep. So, um,
2: definitely a good label. I like the colors too.
3: Yeah. And it's in the 500 gram aisle at star fireworks. Is this available anywhere else or just
2: at star? Uh, star and a couple of wholesalers, I think, uh, have it as well. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, um, I think
5: star got the bulk of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we got the bulk of them. We got, we did move some to Indiana. So I know a couple of the stores in Indiana had, so we're going to be, uh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a, a bigger seller this year. Cause we got it kind of late last year, if I recall. Oh, we definitely yeah, did. It, it was like last minute. minute. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. Yep. So and I'm Cody. I'm sure you're familiar with what it does. So John and I are going to watch it on the screen here and uh, yep. we can we can comment about it. So we're about ready to start. So here we go. Mm-hmm. We got some nice footage here. We got the, the footage at the base of the of the firework. And then we also got the
2: the sky. Yeah. Nice color. Nice big breaks. I love this. I love the shooting pattern.
3: Yeah. So and it's a twenty-five shot, right, Cody? Yep. Yeah. So and we're gonna do. We're gonna watch it one more time. We got an instant replay here. We got a timer on it.
2: It's got some nice sound to it. Yeah. Very. Very good, Kate. I can hear it through the phone. It's music in my ears. Yeah. Yeah, Mine too.
3: about 24 23 seconds i want to say that's a nice finale there all right so cody it's a uh and stop me if i'm wrong it's 25 shots blue mine shells fill the sky and it ends with a spectacular purple peonies each break features a splendid silver palm core that you have to see to believe with effects approved by cody b with his uh what do you got Forty thousand uh subscribers now wow
2: forty thousand. yep holy Forty thousand.
3: Yep. yeah this this cake is sure to pack a punch and leave your neighbors yelling where'd you get that one you can i i found this i mean you can get this information on the boom wow website as well who we've we've had on the oh, show okay. before so yeah but definitely get them over at star fireworks so that being said, Cody, you know how this works. We rank them, and, uh, I mean, Cody's probably going to give this a, a full 30 here, but we do one to five, and we go, we go you know, uh, halves and everything else. So let's start off with the label. So, John, what's uh, one to five on the label? What, what are your thoughts?
2: I like the label a lot. I'm going to do a four on the label.
3: You're gonna do a four on the label,
2: all right? Because if Cody's arms were smaller, and then I'd, I, you know, i I'd, I'd appreciate the label more. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I'll go four on the label too. It's uh, I've never seen a fireworks label with, uh, with a turntable. I don't think, and. Uh, well um you know it's a good drawing and it's uh
2: it's it's it it tracks the eye it's a yellow and the purple yeah no the colors are good i like the name the name is definitely uh, i like the name a lot
3: and now we know a little bit about the genesis and where it came from Mm -hmm. so uh cody what about you what are you giving your own label
2: i am going to have to give
5: that a three unfortunately um i wish that we had spent a little more time on that label
3: yeah well you know you can get a good graphic artist to do it, but they're going to charge you. But, yep. you know, so, but yeah, well, but no, it's a good label. I,
5: I love the cake and everything about it. It's just that I wish that we would have had more time to do the label because we were really rushed last season.
3: Mm. What the, what what would you really want the label to look like?
5: Well, I wanted just, just more activeness throughout the whole label. Um, you know, we, for instance, we got those beer bottles and the champagne bottles on the side. Um, I wish we could have directly incorporated that with the people that are, like, dancing on the label and stuff like that. Um, rather, they all be separate graphics, you know what I mean?
3: Right. Okay.
5: I'll have to give it that a makes three, sense. but That'll I'm really sense. impressed with the rest of it, yeah.
3: Okay. And then we got to go we're going off there. Pace. So pace, it's pretty good pace. I like the pace, like I said. 23 seconds so john uh pace on this one what do you give it
2: i like the pace i'm gonna give it a five on the pace because i like the shooting pattern uh it's you know it could have been a lot quicker which would not be good and uh, any longer it would have lost the effect so i think it's right i think it's spot on as far as i'm concerned
3: yeah you gave it a five all right i'm gonna go four on pace i you know i like it at 23 seconds it lasts it's a good good time and uh five shots at a time, 25 shots. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. So, Cody, what about you?
5: The pace is going to get a five for me, and the reason for that is because I put that middle finale in there too where it does five slow, five slow, and then five fast,
4: mm-hmm. and then it
5: does the same continuation, and the finale is five fast as well. So I really like the pace. Okay. Yeah, I do too.
3: All right, noise is next. Uh, let's let Cody go first. Cody, what do you think on noise on this one?
5: I'll have to give it a four because it's not the loudest.
2: It's it's more loud coming out of the gun. I will say that because of the mines.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go four on noise as well, John.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go four on noise. Uh, but I do. I I really love the the, the noise coming out of the uh, out of the tubes. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah Off yeah. the ground has been fantastic. All
3: right. Height, Cody. What do you say on height on this one?
5: I'll give it a four. The mines kind of em- emphasize the uh, the height a little bit. Follows the shell up. You know.
3: Hmm. All right, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go four as well. It's, it. I think it gets some good height on it. What about you, John?
2: Oh yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go four because, um, you know, with mine, it's not gonna be as tall as a regular 500 gram cake, which you know, like a nine shot rack. But I'm gonna go four on the height. It's a good height and a great sky coverage.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Last one, John breaks. Um, you See some. There's some nice breaks there. Look, we're watching in slow mo here. Um, nice breaks, especially at the end there. Uh, what, John, what do you give it on breaks?
2: I'm gonna give it a um. I'm gonna probably give it a five on breaks. Nice big breaks. I like, you know, I do like an angle cake. I'm gonna give it a five on breaks. Yeah, you know what I, I think. Like I'm it.
3: gonna join you. I'm gonna give it a five on breaks as well. Cody B, what about you on this one?
2: I'm also gonna give that a five.
3: Nice, nice. All right, so that gives 10 18 John gave it a twenty-two out of thirty. Ron, and me, I gave it a twenty-one, and Cody 10, 18, 21 for Cody. So Cody, Cody's hard on Cody's himself. Cody's hard, on himself. hard on himself. He doesn't. He doesn't like that lay. He doesn't like that label. you
4: know, like you, know label. you have
5: to be a little hard on yourself. You do. When it's your own mm-hmm. thing. It's it's uh it's one of those things where I take a lot of pride in that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that label was was really just it for me. And I and I was hoping that we could have had more time to spend on that label, but that was really it. It turned out just Blended,
2: so yeah, no, I okay. think it, I think all in all it turned out pretty good. And you know, yeah, uh, when I do a, a project in China, it, it really um, now projects in China are really taking almost like a whole season and a half. You know, like yeah. um, you know, for me to um, start something in July and get it done for this season is almost impossible these days so um you know we we are gonna we start working on one around june with cartel night i think we start working around well, um, that's when
3: we came up with the yeah idea. came out
2: with the idea like in in may and it looks like cartel night's gonna make the shelves this year it seems like it's going to uh, but yeah. you know, you well, never know what happens. The alarm clock—that's been over a year. And the oh, alarm well. clock's been over a year, that and that's going to finally make the uh, the ISIS alarm clocks come and that's going right. to be uh, that's going to make the shelves this year, and uh, you'll love that uh, ISIS alarm clock. Uh, if you, I'm not sure if you ever watched uh, Family Guy, that's where I got the idea from. Uh, you ever watch uh, Family Guy, Cody? I do. Yeah.
5: yeah I'm well, pretty sure I know uh, what you're referring. to. Yeah. If
2: you Google that Palestinian <laughs> alarm yep. clock, it's a great skit, and that we're just happen to be. Somewhere in a we're, hotel room. We were group. at an NFA. We were at NFA, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're watching a skit of family guy and I came up with the ISIS alarm clock for the fourth of July. So it's it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great yeah. fountain. A really good fountain. So there you go. So it's yeah. gonna be cool.
3: All right. Well, so that's yeah. that's a, another successful masterclass, and uh, Cody B forty thousand viewers. That's that's awesome.
2: Congratulations! Yeah. And and look how yep. popular Cody is because I just got a text message, and nobody knows we're online with Cody B right now. No. And it said, no. "Cody B's new video YouTube tapped on." You know, so someone just sent me this text. I message. think it was Cody. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Cody. If it was Cody, I'd be like, OK, well, no, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, so okay. I just got that text message <laughs> oh, right okay. now. Oh, nice. And, uh, and it says uh, Cody B's new video. And I haven't uh, tapped it yet because we're talking to him. So I responded right yeah. back when we there were doing this. I'm talking with Cody right now on the podcast. What, so. what a world we live in. Yeah. See, I mean, look well, at Well, if
5: if you guys have a few seconds here, I can actually explain what that video is real quick for
2: you. OK, sure. What, where,
3: where, is it on your website?
5: Yeah, I saw on YouTube. Um, we just did our forty thousand subscriber special video, and for those of you guys that are listening to the podcast and haven't seen it, you can check it out on my page. Um, but we did two hundred thousand firecrackers and forty salute shells. Wow! So it was pretty nuts, and and uh, we did the wise guy rolls too.
3: Oh, nice. Okay, we're watching it right here. Yep. Okay.
5: Yeah. What's on? And the
2: I'll fast
3: forward to when you're blowing it up. There you go. Oh yeah, you got that big roll, huh?
2: Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, we did all the thousand rolls too. Okay. Yep. Wow. That's a lot of rolls. How many firecracker? Twenty thousand?
3: 200,000.
2: hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Look at that. <laughs> I like that old high five there. That's good. Wow. Look at that. And how many salute shells? Forty?
5: 40 in total, one for every
2: thousand. Yep, perfect.
5: 40 salute canister shells and 200,000 firecrackers. See,
2: that's a way to celebrate, Ron. Man, are you ready? Well, we gotta do something for our 100th we episode. We will.
5: Three, two, one. 40,000 subscribers.
2: There you wow. Way do you see this thing, how it probably just turns into a fireball. Once it gets to the yeah, big part? Yeah. I hate to be your neighbors, Cody. (laughs) Look at all that black smoke. Yeah, look at that. There it goes. Oh wow, very nice. Perfect timing too, perfect (laughs) Uh, timing. It was like yep. all the firecrackers went out, and then you hear just the salutes. Perfect. Yep. Couldn't ask for better oh, that than
5: that.
2: Fun. Wow. I get a little excited there. At the oh,
5: end, you, know?
2: you, you couldn't ask for a better. I, I love the way the firecrackers were done. It reminded me, yep. it, it remind me of the firecracker with, with the big okay. head bomb. Look at that.
5: Right now. Yep. that was so
2: nuts. Wow. That does look awesome. Look at that red paper. <laughs> oh, man. That's we like actually cleanup. raked
5: it all up. Like towards the end, there's a little time lapse.
2: Yeah. Wow.
5: One more time, guys. I cannot thank you enough for the forty thousand
3: time time. Oh yeah, look, you got it slow motion too.
2: No. Yep. Boom, that's so cool. And uh yeah.
3: Well, that's very no, good. That's how awesome. many how many people have watched that already? Six thousand two hundred and forty two views wow look Yo, at that. i'm in, hoping in that'll
5: be one of the i'm hoping it'll be one of the bigger videos on my channel
4: mm-hmm. uh,
5: like the thirty thousand shots one that one's almost got a million views already and now there was wise guy all over those saturn missiles so this is really good
2: for the both of us very good i, yeah, I go. appreciate yeah. that a lot very good nope yeah. it's awesome a million views yep
3: wow, holy yep. cow Almost
2: got a million yep Holy wow.
3: cow! Not bad. That's that pretty good, Cody. That's very impressive. Very good. Congratulations! Forty thousand subscribers. That's that's, that's incredible. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know we're 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 at about five five fifty. So uh, we're, you know, you know we'll we'll get there.
2: You know. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's like uh he's like uh, twenty two
3: thousand views.
2: Yeah, he's like uh you know like Johnny Carson of yesteryear, and and we're like uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh no. That.
3: <laughs> oh no, no cody likes just blowing stuff up yeah yep. yeah we gotta blow more stuff
4: up boom.
2: we gotta we got yep. a
3: lot of stuff to blow up but we just don't yeah, you know we'd have to we just
2: mm-hmm. don't we don't we, we yeah we yeah. got about 1.8 million things to blow up <laughs>
5: you know, well i'll tell you what what we really like to see are your unboxing videos on your youtube channel yeah. because yeah it's always awesome to get your perspective you guys are hilarious when you're doing
4: that <laughs> together too so
3: yeah, that's we, we try to do more. We're gonna try and do that like maybe one or two weekends yeah, uh, coming yeah. up when John's in Fargo, I'll travel up there, and we just need like oh, yeah. two days to just unbox everything, and then you'll put them out once oh, a week. Yeah, I, I yeah. keep telling John all the time we got to do more unboxing, yeah. and it's just so hard. And um, you know, so we we try to do we'll try to do is and if there's if there's anything that anybody wants to see unboxed, let us know because yeah. we're literally walking around the warehouse. What should we unbox next? And you know, so yeah. if you want to see something unboxed, we can. And I think recently we put out the dummy sample one just went yep. out and the uh, well, we did the goofy one with the with the co- clay and stoley golfing. Remember that yep. we did yeah. the unboxing of yeah, the, the, the unboxing gender, unboxing reveal, of gender reveal, but uh, we unboxed the uh, the golden era yep. uh, mm-hmm. from my house. So we'll have to keep unboxing. It's just it's hard to get us both in the warehouse at the same time.
2: Yeah, I got to think of something kind of yep. cool. To uh, You know, I, I think uh, we we never did the the, the uh, pirate party. That was such a cool, big assortment no we did uh, mobster madness yeah but we gotta do that we have to do that one uh right. that pirate party well, one next that's time you're awesome gonna be one. in
3: fargo let me know and i'll come i thought this weekend would have been good because it's uh, a three-day week sunday
2: i'll be in fargo not this sunday yeah. but the following ma- sunday ma- yeah All that's week. one I well, yeah one day for me yeah. that doesn't do it so no, but
3: i know um you know but yeah. i was thinking actually you got some party candles in cabo we could do an unboxing from cabo there you go it yeah, might we be fun do to do there. one on the balcony from cabo so yeah Well, but then nobody wants. The pyros don't want to see party candles.
2: They want to see see the pirates. This is why Cody's got 40,000 and we have 550. 550. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) So, but whatever. Well,
4: uh, tell you what, I was just
5: in Starfireworks the other day and Steve showed me these new assortments that you guys got in and they they take two people to carry.
2: Which Uh, one was that one? Is that. uh, uh,
5: You know, I wish I could remember. It had a really nice red font on it and uh, cellophane on the front. It was just massive. It's the biggest assortment I've ever seen.
2: I'm trying to think which one that was.
5: And you guys got like 15, 20 cases of them in the back. We were just taking a look at it. We had to take one out of the box because, you know, I see the packing is 1-1, and I'm like, that can't be a cake.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, I think I know it. I'm trying to think which one that is. That That could have been
5: by Firehawk or something like that. I'm not entirely sure, but it was huge.
2: Really, and that's an Steve, assortment Steve would know
5: yeah, Steve would know it, I mean it is just packed full like shells cakes, you
2: name it that I and that wasn't uh and a, you said it was a red font because I know private party I did that one and then cosmic yep. something uh I don't think it's that one I gotta I've I have to a lot look of at my. Neon. List.
5: Yeah, it just had a lot of neon. It looked almost futuristic and it had a really nice like red or orange spot towards the top.
2: Yeah, I think this it's a hopkey. Yeah, I think it's a hopkey item. Yeah. Cool. No, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah.
5: You guys will have to do an unboxing on that one. Yeah.
2: Definitely, <laughs>
3: definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah definitely.
2: we got a couple of good assortments to really do some unboxing on and we have to especially that private party and a couple of different ones, you know. I've
3: I've been to Fargo at least a dozen times. I've never been there in
2: the winter. No. It's yeah. Gotta, well, it's gotta be nasty. Yeah. <laughs> i not bother. Hey, bother. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there a long time myself and I've never been in a winter either. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go up, uh, next Sunday. So if you're going to be around, I'll be uh, up there for, uh, from Sunday to uh, probably Sunday to, uh, Sunday to, uh, Friday, I'll be up there and, uh, okay. we're going to do some stocking, and we're uh, building some new, uh, shelves that are going to go on top of the bin items so we'll be uh we'll be doing some uh work there. Man Co- so, and Cody uh,
3: Cody's got us as a featured uh featured brander channel right there on nice. his thing. Thanks Perfect. Cody, oh, we appreciate absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah. Got to
4: represent, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No, awesome.
3: Absolutely. Well, we we appreciate it and uh thanks for coming on and uh Next uh, next time we do a masterclass, uh, we'll, we'll include you in as well, Cody. Thanks a lot. Have I'll a have a sure. good one. We don't talk to you. Have a good holiday, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll see you soon. Sounds good,
5: Cody. Thank You
2: guys so much for having me. We'll see you soon. Talk All to right. you soon. Yep. Thanks. Bye. All Bye.
3: Right. Bye. All right. It's always good talking to Cody.
2: Oh, it's always a it's always a fun. Well, it's always great talking to another pyro. You know, like I say, right. we just you know right. just hearing that literally lit cake just gets me excited about the season. Then. Watching that 200,000 crackers, I mean, my God, that was just incredible. That's, yeah.
3: I, I don't know how. That's That had to take a long time to put that together.
2: And, I mean, if we do a master class on that, uh, it would be, to me, uh, the timing was just, you couldn't ask for better timing. How the firecrackers, just like one big fireball, yeah. and they all end, and then diffuse the from the firecrackers uh goes you know all the firecrackers used as a fuse to light that so i think it was really awesome yeah it's very well very well put together yeah there you go
3: well i got one more and then we can head out of here Okay. all right what would johnny do okay this is more of like uh what would what would uh We'll do th- we'll do th- me uh, we'll, we'll go through it in a minute. So you know who this guy is, John? Look at that picture. Uh, no, that guy is Mark Randolph. All right, and mm-hmm. I just uh, him. He's here's the other guy. The guy to his right. No, it's a small picture. The guy to his right. His name is Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings is the CEO of Netflix. Oh, okay. Mark Randolph. This guy. The other guy is mm. the. He was the co-founder of Netflix and he was the he's the uh, first CEO of Netflix, oh okay all right so and he had a book he wrote a book and I read it and I I typically takes me a month to read a book because I'll read it and lunch or whatever. I read this book in like a week it was it's an awesome book and I know you're kind of interested in Netflix, but anyway yeah. so this guy this guy Mark Randolph he he had the idea for Netflix, and that Reed Hastings guy was uh, the money guy this mm-hmm. guy had the idea or whatever this they, guy had the idea this guy had the idea mm-hmm. but and but so this guy is more of the uh, entrepreneurial guy and the other guy is more of the bigger picture guy and the guy with the money and guy that got all the stuff done. And Reed Hastings is still the CEO of Netflix. But anyway, so this guy, Mark Randolph, again, he wrote wrote the book. It's called That Will Never Work. It's mm-hmm. the story of Netflix. <clears throat> so this guy and this is my what would Johnny do? So this guy, the he's um, he went to a wilderness. He went to this thing called the he volunteered for this thing called the Wilderness School. So what it does is it takes inner city kids from disadvantages areas in Hartford, New Haven and Stanford and introduce them to wilderness expo- exploration. So he would help, you know, disadvantaged kids. Mm-hmm. So working for the wilderness school taught him a lot about humility. Right. So and it was he talks about how it helped him uh, help, you know, organize Netflix and everything else. So um so he talked about the exercises that they did to help him become a better leader and stuff so one of the things that they did so this is my what would johnny do so one of the exercises that they did was get this so they would blindfold them now they're about 18 years old okay so they're 18 year old kids they would take these kids they would blindfold them and this is to prepare them to go out into the wilderness and to you know to be to be resourceful they would blindfold them They would drive them to a random intersection in Hartford, confiscate their wallets, watches, and tell them that they'd be picked up in three days. No food, no water, no prearranged place to sleep, just a phone number written on your arm in case you decided to give up. It went without saying that all of us would rather freeze to death under an overpass than admit to defeat and call it. So... He talks about what happened. He was dropped off at the corner, and he talked about how hard this guy was. This guy was. He talked oh, okay. about how well. Yeah, and this is how they were prepared them to to lead other people. Okay. So, um, so that and that's a, an exercise so, that they did.
2: So, but I thought he was a teacher. He was actually no. He
3: was yeah, but this is when he was younger. Okay, that's when how. he, he, yeah, so that's he was
2: how, doing it for now. He's well, right? Well, he
3: no. This is how they taught. This is how they. This is an exercise that they gave him so he can lead other people. Okay. So he can lead kids and disadvantaged use and this was one of the drills that they put them through so um and you know he talked about how hard it was to uh, once he got over the fear of it initially the hardest part was asking people for money right but then he would think of all these different ways to do it and finally he just said well i'm just gonna do it and he did it and you know he would tell the truth or whatever so i guess my my question to you would be so like if you picked let's say um me and John, uh, me and Dino and um, name one other person that we know. Uh, we talking about Louie, me, Dino and Louis. <laughs> Louie came to my mind. There you go. You put the three of us on the corner. You put us on the corner like that. Give us three days. No money. No. Well, wallet. Why
2: would they blind? Oh, they blindfold them to get them. Yeah, there they didn't know that- where they were. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yes, so, OK,
3: you give you got three of your three of your friends, me, Dino and Louie. You put us all on the corner like that. How how does it end up? Does it end up badly for all three of us? Who survives the longest?
2: Um boy, that's a good question. Um Do you think you could do it? Yeah. You think you can you could survive for three days? I've been surviving for the last thirty years, boy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> walking around with a, I'm still walking around with a blindfold on. There you go. <laughs> um Well, I think you guys would all do it. Um uh Louis's laughter and personality i think he would have no problem uh raising some money but i don't know what he Mm -hmm. would do with it once he got it (laughs) (laughs) um i think you'd have the well if you're doing it now right now in life well yeah now yeah. i think you'd have the hardest time because you're more used to like a safety net you know and then dino being of greek ancestry we you know where how that's gonna wind up. <laughs> I mean, you know, it'll just go to like some Greek restaurant and explain the whole thing. There and you then go. They'll They'd be like, "This is yeah. my cousin, and he there owns this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know." So there you go. Uh, Dino would be at the best advantage because he'll use the whole Greek the thing. thing. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, and then um, you know, my if I were stuck there. I think I would survive pretty easy because I think, once again, my personality and, uh, you know, my bonding with locals, I think, uh, you know, I think I would uh, I think I'd do OK. I, I, yeah.
3: yeah. Out of everyone I know, you would be the most you have the the toolbox needed to survive something like that. Yeah. You would figure it out You you, yeah. would, you would figure out A way to make money And then you would just You know yeah. You'd wait three days Until they picked you up
2: Yeah I think I would uh, Be okay And um, like I said I think uh, I think Dino would Do the The Greek trump card Yeah And just get He'd be like We'd be like starving And they'd, they'd be giving him Like rolls yeah. And butter And then they'd be Some souvlaki yeah, Whatever Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be you know There'd be like a lady Like Pauline out there That'd be like Does Oh a- come in here Oh boy oh, yeah I'll go. make Greek potatoes Yeah so <laughs> Yeah, I mean he'd probably have it the easiest. You know, he'd be well fed. We'd be thinner yeah. and starving, but we we we'd make it.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I could certainly go for that. So, but you know what, if um you know, and I know you're not much of a reader, but if you like want to read this and you bring it to Cabo, you would be yeah. I mean, I couldn't put it down. The guy, he talks it's it's very I mean, you're the I know some CEOs obviously from my job but uh, you're the only, you're the yeah. most entrepreneurial one that I know mm-hmm. and this guy was very entrepreneurial and they talked about I mean do you remember Netflix they started off you know it was mailing you DVDs they yeah. would mail them to you yeah and I, he talked. they talk he talks about how they just I mean they figured it out they just one day him and this the Reed Hastings guy the Reed Hastings guy's like, it's never going to work. And he's like, well, let's try it. And they they mailed themselves a Patsy Cline CD and uh-huh. they wanted to see if it would come back destroyed. And it didn't. So that's really the basis that they started this thing. And he talks about basically he talks about you have to solve every problem. You have no idea how to solve it. And you know what I mean? You don't know if it's going to get solved. He says here um, his his fa- one of his favorite quotes is nobody knows anything. That's it. He says, William Goldman is a guy. He wrote. He's a screenwriter. He wrote Adventures in the Screen Trade. He also wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. He also wrote uh, Princess Bride, Misery, Heat, Magic, Marathon Man, and The General's Daughter, and over 25 other more. He's won two Academy Awards for screenwriting, but William Goldman is most famous for writing these three words. Nobody knows anything. So basically that was his mantra. Like, you know, you can't be – you know, and I think of you all the time, how all these problems pop up and nobody knows anything. Nobody knows the answer, but you just got to try and figure it out. Yeah. I mean, and that's I mean, this whole book is just like a it's a master class on how to just handle problems. And, and it goes from the beginning in Netflix to the end. And then he was but he was that kind of guy. And then that Reed Hastings guy kind of pushed him aside and he became the CEO because this guy, you know, he talks about how you get a bunch of people when you're starting out this company you get a bunch of people that are good at a lot of things but then when it becomes so big you need to get people who are good at one special thing but then these other people that's really not what they want to do so they all go on and now it's and but that's his favorite thing is is the startup right yeah, and being yeah. the entrepreneur and not not finite and not managing a certain thing yeah, you know what i mean yeah. it's 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 an incredible book he talks about he worked at this one place called borland so the, the, I guess the culture at Netflix is, like, incredible. And it's, like, you know, the, one of the best places to work for. And he said that they wanted to treat everyone as an adult. And he worked for this place before called Borland. And it's one of these places where the campus had a koi pond, a redwood grove, walking paths a theater, a full restaurant, a health club, racquetball courts, weight rooms, fitness studio, and a lamp, an Olympic-sized pool, and a, a hot tub. You know, so all these people, all these employees, they have everything they could possibly want. And he was returning from lunch with uh, one of the girls that he eventually brought over to Netflix with him. And he noticed a group of engineers soaking in the hot tub. And he stopped to say hello, but he couldn't help but overhearing that these guys who were in the hot tub at work bitching about how bad the company was.
2: Oh my right? God! Right, so, yeah.
3: he, so he he made you know the conscious effort that that's not how his company was going to be. Right, they were going to treat people like adults. And Netflix, it didn't matter when you were there, when you weren't there. You can go, you come, just as long as you got your work done. You know, they they you know they had very they have a very good culture and a, and a very good um, you know just a very good work ethic and a very a very good culture. So it's yeah. it's a, a very interesting book and for anybody who wants to open or start a business or is interested in being entrepreneurial, that's i I'm going to I'm gonna
2: read that book. I'm the same way i don't read a lot but if i get a book that i'm interested in i can't put it down yeah that's you how i was on this yeah. one i
3: i stopped reading the newspaper i just would read this you know three times a day it, yeah. it took me two weeks which usually it, it would take me two months to read a book yeah. but yeah because i'll read it one one little bit at a time
2: yeah no i i really uh, need to read more i should really read right. a lot well more. Uh, I we got but- we got that care but,
3: package downstairs for you with all those Cabo pictures. You can put this in the box. Yeah, you can tell you I would I would sit in Cabo and read that. You'll 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 love it. It's that's a, a
2: great uh, yeah. It's I, a great book. Yeah, I like uh, I like reading things like that, and uh, you know, and uh, even on uh, one of them channels, I forgot it was uh, showing the startup of these different big companies. You know, Coca Cola right. and all right. those. Right. And um, and uh, what was that company? He he made everything like so perfect. He built a whole town. Oh, God, I can't remember the company, but he built a whole town. He did everything for these people. And right. Oh, M&M Mars. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, or her, no, Hershey. I'm Hershey, sorry, Hershey, yeah. Hershey, Hershey Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he built a whole town for these people, and he kept them all working, even during the Depression, because he didn't want his town to fail, and he wanted people to, you know, yeah. have a safety net, yeah, the basically. Country, the company
3: store, yeah. And
2: even, even through all that he did, you know, you get these people who are just, you know, they, they struck, they wanted more money, you know, and, right. and the whole town came together and told the people, hey, you better get back to work because we're all losing here, you right, know, right. and um, it's kind of like how I feel about like the protesting in Hong Kong, but just amazing that that's a thing you could do. You know, all you want in a company to make everybody happy and make everybody try and make everybody happy. But, you know, what, at the end of the day, no matter what you do is not going to make everybody happy. No, no. You
3: know? These these you know, they're sitting in a hot tub provided by the boss yeah. and they're still not happy. And, and that's what he said. He's like, what do you have to do to make people happy? You just treat them like adults, yep. let them go and come as they please. And let's have yep. a good culture. And And, you know, all those entrepreneurial people. You know, basically, they're all working to just to get this idea. You know, because nobody nobody thought it was possible. We're going to mail people DVDs, and they would always, they would just come up with the solution, right? They were okay, you know. They, they they would try to so you could rent or buy uh-huh. DVDs at the time, and and Blockbuster or whatever they only had tapes, so DVDs were just coming out. And they realized that, you know, so people would go on their website, but more people were buying and they didn't want people to buy DVDs because they didn't make any money at that. And they knew, and Amazon tried to buy them for like 15 million. Now they're worth like 150 billion. Wow. So Amazon tried to buy them and they realized once they turned down the Amazon offer, because that Reed Hastings guy was like, no, it's worth way more than that. And I've got more of that in the bank, so I'm not letting this up. so he's like. You know, no, we have to figure out a way to get people to stop buying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then they just decided, all right, instead of giving. So the problem was then they started charging no late fees. But then they started letting you like rent five at a time and then you can keep them all. He's like, it's not like a video store, but yeah, at least you had five because most people drive up to a video store. And they don't know what they're going to rent until they get there. Yeah. He's like, this way, it, it's the closest thing we could do. You could have five DVDs on top of your TV, and you could pick any one of the five. You mail it back. We send you another one. Mm-hmm. So, and but there was no late fees, no nothing. And he said, that's how they got people to rent more. And then after that, they had to find a solution to another problem. They When they first started, when they first went public, they had, it reminded me of something that would happen at Star Fireworks. They had, like, one computer server. hmm and the server just blew up because they had all these orders. So they literally had the IT guys like driving to the, the Best Buy to buy eight more computers and hooking them all together because there was no cloud at the time. Yeah. So they had them hook like eight more computers up wow. together, to, you know, as the, the first day that it went live. And now, I mean, Netflix is, you know... A, billion dollar company well over you know billions
2: so so uh so what was the difference between netflix and redbox redbox well he talks
3: about red so redbox is see redbox so that was actually his idea this mark guy and another guy so once once um once netflix became once netflix went did an ipo once they got the ipo he became rich okay Okay. and then he knew he was kind of not long for it but his idea was him and another guy that worked for netflix their idea was kiosks mm-hmm. which what red boxes yeah so these these kiosks where you would you would uh, go to uh, wherever the location was you would return the dvd and get another one that's mm-hmm. what net red boxes that was their idea and they actually went he talks about him and the other guy were in vegas for like three months testing it out seeing how it would work out blah 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 they went back to this reed hastings guy at netflix and reed hastings guy it's too much money. We got to put all this infrastructure. We've got to put all these boxes everywhere. Forget it. We Mandalism, don't want to do it. Um, that's we, what I always right. thought. We don't want that to happened. do it. Yeah. So Netflix walked away, and then he quit Netflix, and you know, basically went on to do other things. But the guy that he was working with started Redbox. He talks oh. about that at the end of this book about how Redbox came about. Oh, okay. So yeah. So but Netflix was just on the internet. You would yeah. go on the internet. You would order a movie. They talk about how they needed the one guy's. Um, Oh, well, this one guy who was just like a pack rat didn't really have a company, but he had people working for him, and they would just log all the data. Sounds like Ryan, right? Log, yeah, log yeah. all the data about all these movies, and they needed that. But this guy didn't want to share the information, and they had a, he had to a strike a deal with them and just dealing with all different people and just trying to get the deals done. So at the end of the day, you can you know sell more DVDs, but. Yeah. It's you know talking about how they you know they they uh, couldn't get the the, the the envelope correct you know how they had to figure out how to get the envelope so they met and talking about having to drive to a different post office because it would ship out at different times and they promised people same day delivery.
2: Wow. So wow,
3: and so. then they they yeah they figured out that if they they put <clears throat> they so what they did or what they did was they had like little stores or like little. I, don't, I forgot what they call them. It's in the book. But they have like these little locations in certain cities. So people, when they return a movie, it would go there and then it could get shipped out somewhere else rather than having to go all the way back to wherever Netflix main headquarters yeah, back to their main headquarters. And they figured out that because, you know, not everybody wants to rent all their movies. Most of them, you know, some of the movies were more popular ones. You know, the chances are if you wanted to rent it and I was returning it, we live next to each other anyway. It was easier to do it that way. So yeah. they, you know, but they have all the algorithms and the computer stuff to all do it. So,
2: so no, it's incredible. I, I think of and, and that's what's I mean, that's what's going to make uh, the multi-billionaires and millionaires of today's world. I mean, you get like like, say, Airbnb. Largest hotel chain doesn't own a room Uber largest taxi company doesn't own a car. I mean, right. so these are, right. these are things just like, you know, Netflix, you know, it's funny cause my dad's like, now how do I get Netflix on my TV? I'm like, well, you know, and then I don't know how to do it either. You got, I said, you got to go onto my account because he's not going to buy it. You know, right? And then, um, you know, I said, but you got to get your TV hooked up to the internet. You know, I, I don't know that much about all this technical <laughs> stuff, but right. But you know, there's there's an 84 year old guy saying, "How do I get Netflix?" You know what I mean? Because he's well, he if your dad's, dad's got me. Comcast, it's yeah. right on there. It's yeah, on no, Comcast. I, well, I, I press the button, but it then says the TV's not hooked up to the internet. Uh, no, I hit the, I hit the Netflix. But no,
3: but if he's got Comcast, you just go to apps on Comcast and then it goes right through Comcast. You don't need your TV hooked to the Internet. It comes right through the cable.
2: Oh, OK. All right. Well, then, OK, I'll do that then. Yeah. I'll yeah. I, I mean, I'll show it to you downstairs. Yeah, like, cause I just hit the Netflix button and then it said.
3: No, are you hitting the TV Netflix? button? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you got to go on the, the no. cable remote and hit uh, go apps. to guide and Guides. hit apps and then it goes you, it'll go to Netflix and now you're watching it through the cable
2: through the cable. Perfect. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, again, uh, I highly read. I think you would love reading that book because yeah. rem- every time I'm reading I couldn't put it down.
2: Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to read that. Yeah, one and,
3: and, though, and it's cool so because that. that's something that, I mean, you and I, we, you know, we remember when it started and yeah. now look what it is. So oh, we, yeah. it's not like Pepsi or Coke. That's been around since before yeah, we were here.
2: So. We didn't know. Yeah, exactly. This is, yeah, all these companies <laughs> that started up. Well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I had a conversation with a very, very smart uh, accountant and, um, big you know big big job and he he made the comment to me that he he likes you know how I started my own company and did everything and he says I kind of took the easy way out I should have been more like you and you know started my own I would have made way way more money but uh he said it was it's so easy for me because he's so intelligent and he's so smart and he's just so much better than all his peers because he's got that much better work ethic and he's just mm-hmm. brilliant and and they pay him very handsomely for it. So naturally, I mean, I know the guy's way smarter than me, so I said, Well you didn't take the easy way out because working for someone, like I've told you many times is not the easy way out. It's, oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's very hard. You have yeah. more of a schedule. You got to dress a certain way. You got to, you got to act up a with, certain way. You got to act a certain way. You have to put up with, uh, you know, with all yeah. kinds of committees and everything else and, and any job, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's right. not the, certainly not the easy way out. And I says, and don't think for a second that you might've done better on your own than you've done for the company. I said, because I says, The nicest thing about having a job is that when someone hires you to do something, if you do have better work ethic and you are that much better at what you do and you put your all into your job, you should be so successful because that's all you have to worry about. And I tell my workers the same thing as you guys are all smarter than me because I hire you to do a job. And if you are that good at what you do and you're that good of a worker, you're going to you're going to be the best at this job. And I said, but unfortunately for me, I can't be great at anything because if I'm great at one thing, I fail at all the rest. So I have to be like, I have to be good at everything, but I can't be great at any one thing because then everything else fails.
3: It sounds like you're reading right from that book. Yeah. And, and,
2: you know, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, you know, there's, there's not a doubt in my mind, no matter what, job I ever had what people did when I worked for Tribune no matter what I I was always the fastest always the best cuz I I studied right. it and studied it and I right. wanted to be mm-hmm. I just wanted to excel at no matter what I did you know so when you own a company there's so many things I want to excel in at Star Fireworks right. but it takes time because I have to get someone right. else to excel in it because I can't put my all into every little detail because
3: yeah, just not enough of you.
2: You're not enough of me. Exactly. Yeah. So, um so my quote for today, since we had Steve Hauser on the phone, my quote for the day is <laughs> All right.
3: we'll end with this.
2: We'll end with this. Uh, there are no problems in the world, only solutions. There you go. Boom. There you go. Done.
3: There you, you know. go. All right. Well, it's been fun. I yes. uh I have no idea when we're gonna what we're gonna do next, but um we'll see. We'll have to I don't know when you're around for Christmas or what's what's going on but uh i'm sure we'll 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 get another one done sooner or later but it's been a good one happy thanksgiving
2: happy thanksgiving